Born to Bigger Than You, the podcast to help you go from overwhelm, self-doubt and scarcity in your business to the calm, grounded and unshakably confident version of you that's going to bring your vision to life. You've got a mission and a purpose that's bigger than you and your limiting stories and beliefs. So let's get you out of your own way. I'm Jenna Holloway, your host and multi-award winning intuitive hypnotherapist and mindset coach. Expect to hear game-changing perspective shifts on how to align your subconscious mind with your boldest goals and will unlock the power of energetics, infusing it into every aspect of your life and business for maximum impact. Are you ready? Then let's dive in. Hello, thank you so much for joining me. And this episode is going to be the first of its kind. I asked the other day on Instagram, ask me anything, you know, one of those Instagram stickers where you get your community to ask a question. And I got quite a few questions. And I thought, you know what, rather than answering these to only go and last 24 hours on my stories, why not make a podcast episode out of them? So that is exactly what we are doing today. Let's get started. I think my answers are going to be quite in depth for some of them. and I'm really excited. I've literally done no notes. I'm going to flow with whatever comes through for each question. So first one, So it says, how to say no to an inquiry if it doesn't feel aligned. This is really, really important because if we, if we can't say no to the things that we know aren't aligned, we basically suck all the joy. We're potentially sucking all of the joy out of our business. We only want that. We want to be in a, in, in a position with our mindset to be able to say no to the things that don't light us up, even if financially it doesn't really make sense, right? Our intuition and our gut feeling and our emotions in terms of the things that are aligned and not matter more than, I mean, this is a controversial opinion, matter more than what is in your sort of 3D reality in terms of financial opportunities and what's not there, right? So I would still, this takes a lot of trust in yourself, but, and I've done this, said no more times than yes. And, and that's something I've been doing in the last sort of few months, you know, when I've decided that I'm no longer taking on clients from my previous niche, which was, which was change your life. I still do work with clients, but they are long-term clients that have been with me for a long time, like I don't take on new change your life clients anymore. Even though it doesn't seem to make sense because people still want me for that work. To me, what is truly aligned these days is the, my business mentorship and all the stuff I used to coach on for change your life, like self-worth and confidence and, and people pleasing and all of those things, like it's all still super relevant. But for me, what lights me up the most is doing it in a, in a context with somebody who has a business, right? That's like, that's my mission. That's how I've grown. That's how I've evolved. And for me, that, that I know that that's what's most aligned. So to answer the question, how to say no to an inquiry, if it doesn't feel aligned is to be brave and know the importance of it, because if you ignore the red flags, and say yes to something that isn't aligned, it always ends up being something that (laughs) turns around to bite you in the backside. Like you end up wishing that you hadn't taken on this misaligned client or, or whatever it is, because it just doesn't light you up. And then that causes resentment energy in your business, which then can bring you into this contraction phase because you're not excited. Like it just doesn't make sense. So I feel like I said something on my stories the other day, but I can't remember actually what I said, but that answer is something about the, yeah, so the energy, you can only ever take an action from uh, from two energies, right? We can either be in the energy of expansion, and if that sort of term doesn't resonate with you, we can either be, it's the opposite of lack, right? Expansion, possibilities, growth, all of that, or contraction. And, and that is what it says it is, right? We're, we're coming from a fear-based place there, scarcity, lack. And so if we make our choices from a place of lack, like the frequency of lack, we get that back, okay? It's the same as when we go to invest in something ourselves as clients. If we invest from a place of lack, 
it's never going to work out. We want to make our investments from an empowered place. Anyway, that's way off tangent. But how do you say no to an inquiry if it doesn't feel aligned? You check in with yourself and you you get rid of the part of your brain that's saying, oh, we need this money. Or if I don't say yes to this client, then where's the next one coming from? Like that's all fear-based scarcity thoughts. Okay. And we do not want that in our business. We want to hone into trust and self-belief because when we can say no to the opportunities that aren't aligned for us, it's not taking up space in our lives. Okay, and what I mean by this, I have this concept which I teach my clients, and that is your you can see this as your life or your business. Exactly the same for both, because business is a reflection of life, right? So let's I'll talk about it in the business owner set in context, but let's say your business is a house and everything that you want to achieve in your business, like all the things that are just the big dreams, they're all possible, right? And and anything you think of you can achieve so if you just imagine that all of those wild dreams they are right outside of your house they are standing on the doorstep excited to come in okay you can achieve those but you need to be in alignment in order to welcome those dreams in in order to attract them into your life right to be a match for them now you cannot welcome them in think of those dreams each one of those dreams like a person like they literally want to press the doorbell they want to come in but they can't they will not come in if there's no space in the house and what i want you to think of your house has got all these seats every everything that is in that house needs to be aligned because if it's not aligned it is taking up space so what you want to do from this is you want to kind of audit your business or your life and work out what is no longer aligned and make changes. Because when you make those changes, you create space, the the misaligned thing gets up, leaves the house, and there's the opportunity for the next amazing, more aligned thing to come in, okay? So if you think about this in the context of the question, how to say no to an inquiry if it doesn't feel aligned, you get excited, like you get yourself into that place of expansion energy, and you know, you ground into this knowing that by saying no to this thing that isn't this, this person or this opportunity or this new client that isn't aligned, I am leaving the door wide open for the, for the dream client that is coming in straight afterwards, right? That's how we do it. Question number two, how to stay positive in my business when I don't meet my goals? Oh, it's such a juicy question. First of all, I would be asking the context of those goals, right? Are we setting a monthly goal and then beating ourselves up that we don't meet it? If that is the case, we need to go bigger. We cannot think of, I mean, we can, but it doesn't serve us in the slightest. We cannot think of our business in 30 day windows or even quarterly windows necessarily, right? You have lessened and you have growth and it's, it is divinely orchestrated. This this answer is really complex. There's lots of different parts of this. But first of all, we can't think of the time scales as like and, and the goals that we want to achieve as if I don't hit this goal by this time, then it means that I failed or it means that I'm shit or anything like that, because that's just gonna bounce you straight into this contraction energy that I was talking about. So first of all, you want to set your goals. But you also want to come at it from the um, mindset. I'm going to do what it takes for as long as it takes to make this happen. And I'm not going to, let's put a context here, right? If you want to achieve 10K months and you are, and you are thinking, right, this is going to be the month that I reach the 10K goal. And then you don't like, Let's just reframe a month for it for a minute, shall we? 31st of October and the 1st of November. They are literally two days from one day to the next. All right. It's a man-made construct to go from October to November. And so we're in such a disempowered mindset when we're like, oh, for fuck's sake, I've not reached my goal again. Like, what is that doing for your energy? Okay. It you just gotta switch over to this mindset that. I'm going to do what it takes for as long as it takes. 
until I make this my reality and release the expectation on the timing of your goals. We have this, I've just talked about this with one of my clients actually last night. We have this sort of uncon like we often have this unconscious sort of desperation relationship with time where it's like we have to achieve something in our business as soon as we can and like I'm running out of time or I'm not where I should be on you know all of these type lack mindset disempowered giving your power away type thoughts and where that I mean everybody's different but where I think this is coming from is when we are in school and we have exams we're conditioned to think that we are running out of time because we have to cram and do all of our revision by this deadline so that we know everything when we go into the exam room right so this concept of running out of time then is subconsciously there and you just un you un unknowingly have this feeling in your business this relationship with your goals that, oh, if I'm not getting it by the time I said I wanted to get it, then, you know, I'm a failure or I'm just, it's not even necessarily a conscious thing. Like you might be hearing this and thinking, oh my goodness, this is so me. But like when you become aware of something, I often use this sort of description of when you turn the light on to what's going on in the subconscious, you become aware of this feeling that you have and you can totally reframe that and get back into your power and and just realize I'm not running out of time. I'm not. I'm going to do what it takes for as long as it takes. And that just, like I can literally feel the energy and the, the power coming back as if I'm, you know, receiving this kind of wisdom myself as I'm saying this. But like, it, it's, you, you don't have to get everything done by a certain amount of time in your business or else you cannot lo no, you can't no longer be a business owner, right? It's all bollocks. So notice the stories that you're telling yourself and choose a different one. Get your power back, reframe it. And that takes the pressure off. Okay, so how to stay positive in my business when I don't meet my goals? Forgive yourself, first of all, there's probably some forgiveness there that you didn't meet your goals. Look for the lessons, look for the learning. And then the next thing that I'm gonna say about this is from a, from a loving place, right? We want to always have the best relationship with ourselves because it's just so unhelpful as a business owner if you do not have that loving, supportive relationship with yourself. But with that in mind, look carefully at your actions. You know, you can do it over a month span. Look back, review the month. First of all, start with what went well. What did you achieve? What are you proud of? How did you progress? What was your mindset like? Look for the progress. Look for ways that you can celebrate and acknowledge the positives first. And then review, okay? Look at your goal. Check in with that goal. Is it still something that you want? Is that a goal that's coming from your heart? Like, why do you want that goal first of all? Is it an aligned goal or is it a goal that you think that you should get because you've seen other people want it or whatever? Just make sure that goal is like, I want to say the word pure, but I don't know if that's the right word, but make sure that goal is aligned. There we go. And if it is, look at how you've been showing up and see if you can find any gaps between how you've been showing up and what it's going to take for you to achieve that goal. Okay, because the reality that we are experiencing is a reflection of our mindset, our energy, and our actions. And I'm going to say, even more importantly, a lot of the time, our inactions. Okay, because what the things that we are not doing are often the clues, right? The things that you're avoiding, and, and it's totally fine. And you know, it's normal that we choose inaction because the subconscious is always in charge right it's protecting you it doesn't care about your goals it doesn't care about your success or your desires or your happiness it doesn't care about any of that it just wants to keep you safe so it's going to do if it doesn't if it doesn't feel safe for you to achieve your goal reach your next level break your upper limit whatever it is if it does if your subconscious doesn't feel safe for you to create that reality you are going to be self-sabotaging because your subconscious is in control. And if it's not safe, it's not going to let you do it, right? Your brain, your subconscious is there to keep you alive. And that's literally it.
So it's going to protect you. It's going to find ways for you to sneakily self-sabotage over and over again. So this is why radical self-awareness is so key when it comes to achieving your goals. I'm live as we're recording this. I'm live on Instagram as well and I'm getting some comments. Love this mindset in goals. Thank you, Inner Sage Hypnotherapy. And yeah, I've been self-sabotaging lately. As long as you can spot it, then you can do something about it. So that's, it's good to know that you can see that and then ask yourself, like reflect, why, why, why am I self-sabotaging? What's the belief behind that? And how can I shift that belief? Okay, next question. I like this one. What would you do if a family member didn't support your goals? First of all, I would check in with the question and ask myself, is it in my head? Or if they literally said, I don't support you trying to, let's say, let's say it's due with money. I don't support you trying to achieve 10K in your 10K in your months in your business. That's absolutely crazy. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. So we've got, first of all, realize whether this is a thing that's in our head or whether the family member has actually said something. If it's in our head and we don't know it for sure, then what would I say to that? I would, because your brain has the beliefs, right? The beliefs and on, on the subconscious and the subconscious is scanning and filtering our external reality and making assumptions based on what we believe. So if we think our parents think something of our career change or whatever, then we are, our subconscious is going to look for the evidence to confirm that. So it's our perception that could be warped because the subconscious literally distorts and deletes information in order to show you what it, what confirmation there is to confirm what you believe to be true. It's not necessarily true. Okay. And this amazing thing about relationships is that a relationship doesn't actually exist. Okay. Let's just like explain that a second your relationship with your let's say your relationship with one of your parents doesn't exist because the relationship is in two different places it's in your head and it's in their head so what you think about the relationship is in your head and what your mum or dad thinks about your relationship is in their head it's never in the same place the only way it's going to um, get anywhere near being in the same place is if there is good communication. So open dialogue, like deep discussions, find out what what actually is the case and what is just in your head. Okay, that's going like a bit off on a tangent, but just notice the stories that you're telling yourself in your mind and question them. Is this actually true? Okay, and ask yourself, where is this coming from? Why do I think this? all of these questions you can journal on or just ponder on and it gives you such a gives you such an awareness about what's going on on a subconscious level and when we get that awareness that matters so much because you either hold yourself back because you don't know what's going on if you don't know what's going on you can't push through it you can't like um in, in reprogram those limiting beliefs i mean obviously you can kind of get support from somebody like me and i will absolutely spot those and, and reprogram and help you through that but if you're doing this on your own there's no way you can change if you don't even know what's going on on a subconscious level okay so the first step to being able to change is being aware and then once you're aware like that's not enough like it's not going to change anything you need to be aware and do something about it okay i'm just going to go off on a slight tangent here but blows my mind how many people I speak to in business and they are investing all the money in strategy and they're like oh yeah no I know I've got some limiting beliefs but nothing in the budget right now to to work on them like I'm sorry but what the fuck your subconscious is literally driving your business and you're choosing to think that that's a someday investment like it literally needs to be first because any investment you make is going to be 10x when your mindset and your subconscious starts supporting you. Okay, and I have worked with and spoken to so many people 
who come to me after spending two, three, four, even five years going around the houses because they've not yet done the deep subconscious work. So I was actually on a, a masterclass with one of my one-to-one clients last night. Um, she did a, it was a really interesting masterclass. She did a, it was a naught to 200K in two years. She was basically talking about the mistakes and, and the things that she's done in her business and the learnings. She has gone, we've been working for, working together for 11 months now. And I've seen like rapid expansion for her in her business. And what she said on that masterclass last night was, not a lot happened in the first year, but when she decided to invest, like invest heavily, she invested in a business coach and me, everything just blew up. And yeah, she just collapsed her timeline and just moved so fast. And it's partly because she got her subconscious supporting her rather than holding her back. So there's that. Okay, next question what mindset exercises or tools can I use to combat lack of motivation such a good question because it's I would say like I'd completely bypass the whole mindset exercises and tools and question this lack of motivation like where is that coming from if you've got a lack of motivation it's either a question of alignment I'm talk about that first if you don't feel motivated to get up and do your work. Like I'm speaking to business owners here, right? So if you've got your business, you don't feel motivated, like, whoa, that's just such a massive sign that there is misalignment. Because when you're in alignment, you just love it. Apart from the fact that there might be limiting beliefs. I'll talk about that in a second. But when you are in alignment, you don't lack motivation, right? It's like if you've got a a dream client versus a client that you're not excited to to work with. When you've got the dream client, you can feel like shit. You can have like a heavy cold and have been up all night with your kids and feel a bit crap going into that call with your client. But you do that call with your dream client and you come off and you feel so energized and elevated and better, like 10 times better than you did before you went into the call. That's a sign that you are in alignment with the work that you are doing. And if you do not get that effect from working with your clients, then there are changes to be made. And it quite possibly might be the fact that you don't believe in yourself enough, or you don't feel worthy of working with who would be your absolute dream dream client and that's what i'll come to you in a second but yeah it is a question of being in alignment or not because if you're not in alignment in your business you're going to lack motivation you're going to feel like oh can't be asked oh this this is so complex because there's another thing to this and that is if you are working from a place of constant push and hustle energy it's not sustainable and your body will give you signs such as lack of motivation or like lack of desire to be productive or anything because your body just wants you to put your tools down and rest, right? We are not designed, we're not robots. We're not designed to go and go and go and go. And if you have this belief, which are so many business owners have, if you have got this programming that I can be successful, but I have to work my ass off. Or I'm only worthy of success if I work extremely hard in an unsustainable way to the point of nearly burning out or even burning out. Like, it's just not healthy. So notice, like, what what are your actions? Your actions, the things that you are doing in your business, give you a clue to what's going on subconsciously. If you're successful, but you're creating that success from push and force, then you know it's not sustainable and you know you never find time for yourself or you know you can never mentally switch off or you know that you are not present with your kids or your family, you know, all of these things, that's a sign that you are creating your success from a place of push rather than a place of ease, okay? So that's one part. other part is the lack of motivation can come from a limiting belief. Okay. And the lack of motivation, i.e. procrastination, always being sort of half on, 
you know, when you're like, you're not in the zone, you're not productive, you're not inspired, you're not getting shit done, and then to switching off and going and get your nails done, you're like working from eight until school pick up, and then you pick your kids up and they go to bed, and then you're working on the evening and then the weekends and then on your family like like doing all of these things, you're not off and on, right? You're always kind of semi-on and not getting, you're not getting a huge amount done, you're not being productive is that your subconscious believing that you're not worthy and so it's like stuck in all of the busy work busy 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 always working always working so there's so much to kind of unpick here and parts are like hopefully you'll you'll recognize if this question like is even a question for you you know what mindset tools or exercises can i use to combat lack of motivation the different parts of that question that i've just answered hopefully the right bits will resonate with you and i am more than happy to do a follow-up follow-up podcast episode with more questions i actually think i might do this quite regularly i'm really really enjoying answering these questions so yeah i i will actually answer the question because i've kind of just talked about why there's a lack of motivation But yeah, if there is a limiting belief at at play, like unworthy, then the lack of motivation can come in because you're like, you're not taking action. Like you're not moving the energy in your business. You're just like doing busy work and that can cause you to feel unfulfilled, misaligned. And then the lack of action, lack of motivation can come from that, right? A lack of energy, a lack of moving the energy. So there's that. The other thing then, so mindset tools or exercise, can I use to combat lack of motivation? This is my higher self system I'm about to share with you very briefly, but you can download this free training. I'm going to pop a link in the show notes. So it's a free quick start guide, which shares what the higher self system is. This is one of like the main frameworks I share with my clients because it it's the overarching methodology that like oversees everything else I teach my clients. It's the way to create success from a place of ease rather than push and force, okay? So if you want that guide and that long, that actual training, I'm, I don't have time to go into it fully now, but ha- click the link in the show notes. You can download it for free. Or if you're watching this on Instagram Live, you can click, you can go to the link in my bio, it's there. But basically it's about putting yourself first. If you're experiencing a lack of motivation and you're feeling uninspired in your business right now, then down tools, right? You are, you are not in a, like your energy is not in a place of expansion right now. If you are lacking motivation, you're not feeling creative, you're not feeling inspired. So it's time to down tools, put yourself first, go and raise your vibration, like get away from your business. What have you been putting off? Like ask yourself, what have I wanted to do for a while that I've not done? Go and do that. You know, even if it is, like if if you're thinking, listen to this and be like, oh yeah, but I've got a shit ton of washing to do and my kitchen's a mess and blah, blah, blah. Fine, like have an empowered mindset about it. Get away from your office and your work. Go and put some loud music on or a podcast or whatever floats your boat. But for me, it would be really loud music. And do something different. And whilst you are folding laundry or tidying your kitchen, what you're doing is allowing your subconscious to bring through ideas and creative inspiration, right? This is why when I come home from dropping my girls off from school, I don't, I don't start work straight away. I like fold washing or you know, do stuff for myself because stuff comes in. Like I wrote three posts yesterday that like the inspiration came through as I was folding the washing. And I don't sit down to my desk to create content. I wait for those like inspiration hits and I'm well ahead of my content schedule. Like I'm two weeks ahead in terms of the things I've got because I allow it to come through. I realized earlier, I went onto another question without coming back and like fully answering both parts of the question. So we're gonna circle back to that question first. And it was the one that said, what would you do if a family member didn't support your goals? Now, I I answered it from the perspective of it's only in your head, but now I want to answer it from the perspective of, no, you know they don't support your goals. Like, what do you do in that case? And I would first of all say that everybody is living a life through their own lens, right? Their own values, their own experience, their own beliefs. 
And so we can't expect somebody, and it's particularly hard if it's somebody we love and who should have our best interests at heart and everything. We can't expect somebody to see things our way because they don't have the same inner belief system that we do. They've got different experiences, different values, different a different set of subconscious programs. So it might be, for example, that you've got a tr quite a traditional parent and you've left a career that seems safe, but that wasn't lighting you up. And now you've gone into a career that does light you up, that you started your own business and you're in the sort of early days of building it up, but your parent is being all judgy about it because their, their heart is in the right place. Like they worried for you. They want you to go and, you know, get a safe job or whatever, but you're like, no, I want more for my life. And, you know, it, it, it might be triggering for you that they just don't seem to be supporting your goals, but you don't have to let it trigger you, right? You don't have to, I know it's hard, like it's so easier said than, so much more easily said than done, but you can remove the heavy feelings from it when you remember that they are, they're saying that or they're thinking that because of their own subconscious programming and it's not actually necessarily a reflection on you they might not see in you what you see in yourself and that might hurt you but doesn't have to right notice where you're giving your power away and try to not let it bother you Okay, because if a family member doesn't support your goals, are you going to let that bother you? Or are you going to sidestep it and just go and achieve your goals? Like, really only matter what, what you think matters, right? And it's nice to have family members supporting us, or even family members being interested in me, or even family members being interested and in asking us about our business and being, you know, encouraging and all the things. But what we would like and what actually happens sometimes are very, very, two very different things. So we need to come to a place of acceptance for what the situation is, because when we don't accept a situation, we create so much resistance and it holds us back because that is weighing you down. You know, when we can accept and forgive, if forgiveness is needed, when we can accept something for what it is, we're no longer holding on to it. Okay, so we can accept the situation for what it is. The family member that doesn't support your goals, just accept it. Try not to let it bother you. And for goodness sake, don't let it hold you back because you know what's possible for you. And you're only, you're only going to get there if you are 100% on your own team, 100% believing in yourself and 100% going for it. It doesn't matter what other people think. And this is what I remember. It's automatic now, but I remember kind of, consciously coaching myself around this well over a year ago now when I kind of really decided who my ideal client was and I, I wanted to speak authentically to them but I could I had this kind of awareness that sometimes it felt a little bit uncomfortable to say what I wanted to say to my ideal client because I knew that family and friends or ex-colleagues or old school friends or whatever might see that post. So I did the work on myself about that because I was not available for letting that hold me back. And still to this day, I have loads of family and friends watching my stories, consuming my content. But how the story I choose to tell myself about that is my choice, right? Am I going to sit there and think, oh, they're judging me? Or am I going to choose a, a story that actually supports me? And now I choose to believe that, well, if they're watching, they're inspired in some way. I am the permission slip for them to, to, you know, do what they want or give themselves more ease or, you know, increase their own confidence, whatever it is. So it's really, really important that you are on your own team. The thoughts that you tell yourself, your brain is always listening, always listening. So you want to be supportive and you want to be reframing those stories that are unhelpful, that are not serving you because they are not gonna help you move through those limiting beliefs if you keep worrying about what people 
watching are thinking of you. If the people watching, if you're worried about what the people watching, well, this is a complex sentence, let me slow down. If you are worried about what the people watching you think, and those people that you're worried about aren't your ideal clients, then do the work to not let that affect you. Because if you let it affect you, you are not going to be reaching your potential, right? You're going to be filtering what you want to say. You're going to be dimming down. You're going to be not showing up and as powerfully. You're not going to be speaking your truth um, if you are affected by what your friends and family think, okay? And what I do, I know I've said this before, but if you've not heard me say this, this might be really helpful. Whenever I have inspiration for a post or something to say, it always comes through for my ideal client, right? Because I'm so connected with who my ideal client is. It comes through. And sometimes like the, you know, the logical part of my brain will be like, oh, that's a bit spicy. What would your non-ideal clients think about that? And then I'm like, okay, I'll just check in with myself and I'll just check in with my ideal client again. Does this serve my ideal client? Does this inspire them? Or does this raise their self-awareness? Does this support them? Does this add value for them? If the answer is yes, then I post the thing or I say the thing 100% of the time because I'm not available for holding myself back. I do my work for my ideal client and everybody else, I'm sorry, but everybody else doesn't matter. They can either be inspired and, and come along for the ride or they can sit and judge, but I really don't give a shit whether they are being inspired or judging because when someone is judging you, that is a reflection of what they think about themselves, okay? So it doesn't matter. What, what other people think of me is none of my, is none of my business. I know that what I say and how I show up is for my ideal clients. And that's that's the be all and end all for me because that's why I do my work. So I hope that one helps. Next question, how do you stop feeling so let down when people say no on a call? It's just got the word call here. I imagine it's probably like a discovery call that, that the question was asked for. This is a really good one because first of all, I totally believe and always ground into the fact that nothing that is meant for me will ever pass me by. And so when you believe that, it helps during these times, okay? When someone says no to you, or let's, like, I'll talk about it as if it's myself and you can kind of, yeah, it just feels easier for me to talk about it as if it's myself. When someone says no on a call, to me, I'm like, well, that's totally fine. It, we are meaning-making machines as humans, right? So if I if I witness myself making meaning of something, i.e. it's less than positive or neutral, I will do some work on that. Because anything that feels less than positive or neutral in your life or in your business is a sign of something to heal, a sign of something to move through. Because literally everything that's happening is neutral and it's our subconscious that assigns a meaning to it. All right, so if somebody says no to me on a call, whatever their reason is, it's I don't take it as a reflection on me. I see it for what it is. And also for often, very often, a no is a not yet. You know, I've had a lot of people say to me, well, not a lot, but a few people say to me in the past week, I am not in a position to invest with you right now, Jenna, but 100% you are on my bucket list. And like, I'm excited to work with you in the future. So technically that's a no, right? But I'm not gonna feel rejected or like I'm not good enough or like I should change my prices or anything like that. I'm in my power doing my thing and I'm not making a meaning out of those no's because very well, like if it's a good, if it's a right fit for the person that I've done that discovery call with, then it's not a no, it's a not yet. And if it's a no, then I celebrate that because I it's, it's a no because for one reason or another, whether I'm aware of it or not, it's not a perfect match, okay? And I'm not available for working with anybody that is not a dream client, that is not a perfect match. So if somebody says no, then I celebrate that. It doesn't happen very often. It might be like for investment reasons or whatever, but again, I don't make meaning of that. It's neutral, okay? So yeah, if you feel really let down when somebody says no, try to work on that because, I mean, it might be a strategy thing. Somebody, if somebody tells you that your work is too expensive or something, 
but it doesn't come with something, a comment like, I really value your work. I know your work is worth it. And one day I'm I really want to invest in you. That's a different sort of kettle of fish. But if somebody says, oh, no, it's too expensive for me, then what is normally going on there is that they just don't see the value. It's, it, we haven't communicated the value of what you are going to help them with. Okay, so the subconscious makes that decision, can't afford it, when actually normally it's they don't see the value because you can charge whatever you want for your services. And as long as people see the value, as long as they believe what they are paying is a good deal because they believe that they are going to get over and above that in terms of a return on investment, they'll be like, take my credit card, take my card. You know, I'm excited to work with you. And I've been in that position as a client. I've invested heavily in myself, like even at the start of my business. Like I, I never knew about coaching back then, but I saw I came across it and I was like, oh, this looks amazing. I see the value. Could have took me a while to kind of make it safe for my nervous system to spend for like to make a four figure investment. But I saw the value when I was in. OK, so check in with yourself, like see if you can work out why the no is a no. Is it because you've not really communicated the value? Or it might be that you are doing a discovery call for somebody that's not a right fit for you, in which case your chances of getting a no is much higher. Okay, so on a strategic level, pre-qualify before you get on a call with somebody and get good at writing, get good at content creation because that's going to do the heavy lifting for you so that you want to be you want to be in a position where somebody gets on a discovery call and they're already in, you know, they've already decided they want to work with you and they just want to be on a one-to-one -one with you to check the energy feels right, you know, because it's one thing to watch somebody on an IG live or watch their stories, but it's another thing to actually have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with that person. So that's, that's the place you want to get to with your discovery calls is they're just checking it. The energy feels right on a one-to-one -one basis because you've done all the heavy lifting with your content. Yeah, and you're pre-qualifying, so you're not just getting randoms on calls with you, okay? Yeah, so the aim is to be neutral, right? Neutral in business, whether that's neutral about people ghosting you, neutral about the, the turnout of a discovery call, neutral about anything, right? That's the goal, because when we can stay, when we can feel neutral, we can stay detached, we aren't on this emotional roller coaster which makes it so hard to grow your business, right? Remember that your subconscious does not care about your goals or your success or doesn't care about any of that. So you will need to create that subconscious safety for you to achieve your goals. And when you are on an emotional roller coaster and you're making meaning out of things that you really shouldn't be making meaning out of, you can actually, I've seen this happen quite a few times now, you can get success earlier on in your business and then something happens and you make meaning of it and you, you just get into the contraction energy and your sales slow down because you've lost your confidence or you've lost your self-trust. Okay, it's really, really important that we have the mindset support to grow through challenges rather than, it's like, I feel like, I've, I think I must have said this in Voxel, I don't think I've said this on a podcast anyway, but I said it to somebody the other day, it must have been one of my clients, when you have a challenge in your business, when you've got mindset support, you grow through that challenge, right? You you learn the lesson, you evolve, you evolve, you get better as a business owner. Okay, you grow in confidence, you grow whatever in whatever way you grow. Okay, with mindset support, you have challenges, you grow. But without the mindset support, it's like you're going up the mountain and the mountain is your business journey, trying to get to your goals at the top and you've got a rucksack and every time you come across a challenge, it chips away at you. And it's like you're putting a rock into the, into the rucksack and it holds you back in a certain way. And it means that maybe you've been successful in the past and you're wondering why, why do I seem to be going backwards? Well, without this mindset support to create safety from the challenges, rather than feeling like they've made it hard, made it harder for you, like that, that literally is what can, can make your business keep going, 
that like the traje- trajectory of growth and achieving your next level and then integrating that and then getting to the next level and then integrating that and then going to the next level or plateauing okay because it's all about creating subconscious safety i've got a comment here by the way if you're listening on the podcast i've also gone live on instagram again so i'm just going to read a podcast in this out yes i made the mistake of focusing on what was being removed slash didn't feel good in my life i think that's where it all started to chip away at the momentum i had yeah we need to maintain that momentum and so not creating meaning from things that we don't want to be creating meaning from in we've got to keep that momentum yeah definitely thanks phoenix Okay, last question then, and this is interesting and feels like I really want to speak on this because the energy and what's going on at the moment is pretty tough going. And so this question is, how can I regain excitement for life when I feel like I'm having a mental health dip? Right. This is really, really good because if you're a business owner, you've not just got your life but you've also got your business, right? That's your livelihood. And you've got this pressure to make money to, that's your livelihood, right? So it's it's like you you wanna take care of your own mental health, but you need your mental health to be in a good place to make your business work. So, so important. And if you're new to this podcast, like my whole background, if you scroll down, like if you go on the podcast and you scroll all the way down, the podcast used to be called something else. Used to be called How to Change Your Life. And my niche before I started to be open about my work with business owners my niche was helping non-business owners with their mental health basically getting out of survival mode and then i realized that i just love working with business owners and and so much of it's still relevant anyways but yeah business owners are still people at the end of the day they're still people with lives so this matters so so much i'm so glad it was asked so how do we regain excitement for life when i'm having a mental health dip first of all Mindset is so, so key. Mental health dip. I'm just going to briefly explain how I explain the brain. You've got two parts that you can operate from in your brain. You've got your survival mode, sort of fight flight response stuck in that where everything feels hard. Everything feels negative. You may have like foggy brain. You may be unproductive. You may lack motivation. You may feel overwhelmed, stressed, anxious, all of those things come from living when you're operating predominantly from that part of your brain. And then you've got what I call the intellectual mind, which is where you are operating when you are the best version of yourself, right? You 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 could have challenges happen and they don't phase you. You're productive, you've got clarity, you're confident. It feels like you've got the wind in your sails, right? That's what it's like when you are operating from that part of your brain. So when we're having a mental health dip, we've dipped into that survival mode and everything feels hard because it's harder to be positive. It's harder to be energized. It's harder to not take things personally. It just feels like we have the weight of the world on our shoulder. And what we need to do is we need to create more feel-good chemicals in the brain to counteract all of the stress that's so let me just start at the beginning a second. I have this this concept of a stress bucket in the mind, right? And when when we think negative thoughts and when when we have stress, it goes into this stress bucket. And the more full the stress bucket is, the harder it is to stay positive and the harder it is to stay the best version of yourself. So when we dip into survival mode, that stress bucket is full. So what we want to do is we want to bring down that stress bucket. So how we do that is by by positive actions, self-care, exercise, sleeping well, eating, drinking well, um, positive interactions with people. And it might not feel like something that you want to do when you've got that mental health dip. But when we socialize, we get feel good chemicals going around in our brain that helps to lift us. And the other one is positive mindset. Okay, so the more you can have a positive mindset, the easier it's going to be to lift yourself up. So things like, um, basically ask yourself a question. When I'm feeling good, what do I do? And really try to do those things. Because when you do push yourself a little bit and do those things, your brain will create the feel-good chemicals to just lift yourself up a little bit. And then you keep going and you keep going and you keep going and things get better. But it's really hard when we get stuck down in that sort of survival mode it's really hard to lift yourself up. So I would say positive 
um, relationship with yourself. Be gentle, take the pressure off and focus on having a positive mindset. What are you grateful for? Look for the small things that you are grateful for. What are you looking forward to? I can literally spend hours talking about this, but there's just so much. I would say, like, if this, if this, if you're listening to this question, you're like, oh, please just keep going, Jenna. There's so much more I want you to say. Go, like, scroll down to the, like, the podcast episodes from before it changed to being called Bigger Than You. Scroll down to the podcast episodes where it was called How to Change Your Life and all of the stuff that I did back then is still there and will be really relevant and helpful, hopefully, to you. So, yeah, focus on yourself. If, you, if you're listening and you've got a business, there is no point pushing and forcing your way through. Like, for example, if you're trying to create content when you're not in a good headspace, like it's just not going to work. Like the energy is going to be all wrong. So just take the pressure off yourself. Just focus on on getting yourself to a better headspace first, okay? And start small, like good music, hugs, message a friend, have an early night, have a bath, just up your self-care, right? Because when things don't feel good, when when life seems to get harder or pressure goes up or stress goes up, whatever, it's counteractive, counterintuitive because we just want to sort of like get in bed and hide. But what we really need to do is dig deeper with the self-care and with the things that help keep you in a better place. So yeah, I always say when life pressure or stress goes up, so does the need for the things that help maintain your your mental health. Okay, so really dig deep. I hope that's helped. And yeah, the last one, so this came from stories, I put a question out on stories. The last one was from a beautiful new client. Hello, I know you'll be listening. So hello to you. She just said, no question, but thank you. So so welcome. I love doing this. And I would love to do it again sometime soon. So Please do not wait. If you are following me on Instagram, please do not wait to see a question sticker on my stories. If you have a question that that you know I can help you with at any point, DM me. Just say, hey, Jenna, I have a question for your upcoming, your next Q&A episode. Anyways, have a great, I was going to say great weekend, but this doesn't come out till next week. Have a great week. And uh, what have I got to plug for you? Higher Self System, which I talked about earlier, that free document which helps you get out of um, struggle, you know, and hustle mode. That is free. Also, if you feel like you are stuck in scarcity and overwhelm and lacking clarity in your business and you want things to be easy, you want to be inspired, but it just feels so hard and you don't know how to get to that place, then I would recommend listening to uh, my Bounce Back from Scarcity Meditation. It's just £5 and you can pop it on your browser and listen to it whenever you feel like you're stuck up in your head and it will get you out of your head and into your heart, give you clarity and reduce those feelings of overwhelm so you can just maintain momentum in your business. And so I'll leave the link for that in the show notes too. That is it for now. Have a great weekend and slash week if you're listening on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you all soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bigger Than You podcast with your host, Jenna Holloway. If this episode has been valuable to you, please share it with a friend or leave a review.